Oh yes, it is the return of Backdoor Cover Wednesday morning. NBA hoops in full swing. Football only weeks away. Things are really happening and I am excited to be joined by the one and only Coach Bobby. Hello, Coach Bobby. Hello, Micah. How are you? Uh, I am terrific. I'm not doing as well as Brad at Bradley Key on Instagram. Brad seems to be eating like 14 meals a day on his honeymoon. He is back tomorrow. I think we'll be back in the studio on Friday. I should also mention that this is now Backdoor Cover presented by my bookie. Oh, hell yeah. My bookie is back and so is football season. Winning season returns at my bookie. Before we start... Bobby, you know we've been we've been partners with my bookie for I think five years now. These dudes are legit. They have a great online uh, their their online system their 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 betting mechanism is awesome. And winning season is back at my bookie, and it's back at Backdoor Cover. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means Survivor Super Contests and squares. Basically, any way you want to play football, you can do it at mybookie.ag. Winning season means hitting all of your parlays and your props with your feet up, just watching your team trounce their rivals. You don't have to go to the casino this year. You just go to mybookie.ag. Rejoice! It's time to celebrate a new NFL season. How excited are you, Bobby, on a scale of 1 to 10? Um, through the, the wrong 21, dude. Uh, multiply that by 2. Uh, winning season, very user-friendly system. Uh, really easy to navigate that web page. Thank you. Um, all kinds of parlays teasers you can do all that good stuff hey how about this invest in your intuition use promo code backdoor that's one word backdoor like backdoor cover right one word backdoor and double your first deposit new players get up to a thousand dollars in free play and this is designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet from live betting to championship futures every play you want to make is waiting at my bookie, they, basically anything you want to bet on, you can do it there. Uh, gambling's never been more easy, and it's never been more like public. Every TV show now has ga- has lines. Even inside the NBA was doing lines last night. It's simple: make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Use promo code Backdoor and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. That's mybookie.ag, and use promo code Backdoor. Man, it feels good to have our friends from my bookie back in the fold, and it's good to have football season here. But today is we are going to talk mostly about hoops. Uh, I guess we could talk about some football headlines, but basketball has been uh, pretty pretty good since. Yeah, Bobby, we're in full swing. Did we record Friday or Saturday? I don't even remember. Uh, Friday. I think it was Friday. Yeah. So we missed the Luca game, uh, which was Sunday night. Uh, we'll t- we're, we'll touch on all of the series. The the best game today is Oklahoma City and Houston in, in Game 5. That's a 2-2 series. Uh, there's a couple of 3-1 series tonight as well, so we'll talk about the action tonight. We'll talk about some of the action we've seen. Uh, Tiger is back. You know, it's, things are things are really happening here. Yeah, it's a good time to be on my bookie, gambling. You got a first wager set up? You got anything? You got any plans for... Oh, uh, not yet, but coming, <laughs> coming later, I will. Of course, you, you guys know to subscribe to Mind of Micah as well. Uh, that's where I'm going to be giving my, my best pick of the week on Mind of Micah. How about that? That's a tease. Uh, so, for that's a good place to check, yeah. Teasing one to podcast to another. I'm sorry. I There's just a, a promo of Reggie Miller and his giant ears just pulled up on my computer. I, I got distracted, but continue. 
<clears throat> I, I've Reggie's had enough course. of Reggie. Well, let's start yeah, with the uh, the breaking news. Uh, the Pacers have fired their head coach. Oh, uh, yes, I just saw that. Yes. Nate McMillan uh, fired after being swept out of the playoffs. This is uh, this is tough. Yeah, the this is, move uh, comes just a week after the Pacers had reworked his the final year on his contract for 2021, and added a team option for the 21-22 in the form of a soft extension. So whatever that means. So that that was before uh, they foresaw any any sweep happening in the first round. What was there? What was the the matchup between? Between them and Miami. Miami, Miami was what the I know, but what was Miami the the four seed, the three seed? I think the Miami base? was the well, one of them was the four, and one of them was the five. Yeah, so the sweep sweep wasn't really supposed to happen. That's four not... seasons as Pacers coach, McMillan went one eighty three and one thirty six. That's pretty good, uh, but only three and sixteen in the playoffs. Not great record there. Yeah, it's going to get you axed. Yeah. I, I, the way the NBA works, that's this is just a microcosm of how contracts with coaches work in the NBAs. You win coach of the year the pri- the previous year and then you can end up, you know, getting fired after you rework a a contract. And it's funny that that happened a week before he gets swept and then it is weird because fired. during the during the seeding games in the bubble, the Pacers were one of the the nice stories they had. Uh, what's his name going for like 40 points a game? People are like, oh, maybe this Pacers seems yeah. good, and then we called him uh, uh, ba- uh, Slim Thug, Baby Slim Thug. He looks like uh, yeah. T.J. Warren. He T. J. looks Warren like Slim looks Thug like before he got thugger. rid of the braids. Uh-huh. Uh Well, didn't work out for him. And uh, no, Miami, that was a, uh, Miami that was, was impressive a in that series. Run. Yeah, that's true. Um, and so Nate McMillan out of a job. The this article says Mike D'Antoni would be a possible candidate there if Houston were to fire him, or he's he's on the last year of his contract, so. We'll see. Upheaval in Houston seems imminent, uh, depending on where they end up. But uh, you want to start with? Let's start with quickly with the games today. Orlando, uh, Milwaukee, game five at three o'clock Central Time. Uh, Milwaukee leads that series three one. Looks like they will probably win today, and that'll be a gentleman sweep. I don't think you have any. You have anything else to say about that series? No, that looks like that's going to be a sweep. Um, it's kind line, of amazing that there were. 14. Sorry to interrupt you. Sorry, there are four series in the East. Three of them are sweeps, and Milwaukee isn't one of them. Uh, yeah, but you're looking at three sweeps and a and a gentleman sweep in all likelihood. Uh, the game that we mentioned earlier at five thirty. That's Oklahoma City and Houston. That's game five. That's a 2-2 series. That has been delicious. Oklahoma City winning games three and four to, to even that series. Um, in the late game, Portland now without Damon Lillard. Damian Lillard uh, faces the Lakers. Lakers lead 3-1. Looks like we're headed towards a gentleman's sweep there in all likelihood. Agreed. Yeah, two two out of these three games today should be the gentleman's sweeps. That should have been sweeps in the first place. Um both had kind of a surprising game one with the underdog, the eighth seed getting a W. Um, the the series that's become much more intriguing after game three and four is the Houston and Oklahoma City uh, series. That's I don't think anybody really saw them being tied two uh, two, especially after Houston went up two zero without um, uh, that guy that's not James Harden, Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, the name. yeah, yeah, without him with him on the bench. Um, barking at everybody in a sleeveless shirt. I uh, didn't really see uh, Oklahoma City pulling away 3-4, but this has gotten much more in- um, interesting. Uh, Westbrook was uh, seen barking with uh, Adams um, during an exchange where uh, 
Westbrook is out there talking to the refs, and uh, Adams starts telling him to go back to his bench, and then Westbrook didn't like it. Um, and it's, it's gotten chippy. Um, this this might be going seven games. Uh, and I think – I don't know if you've heard anything about Westbrook coming back uh, to play, but I'm feeling – I it's hard to believe that he would not want to jump jump in there. He doesn't seem he to is be the kind of guy. out for today, though. He is uh, out for today. All right. Well, if they, if they take game I'm, – I'm assuming Oklahoma City takes game five, then he's going to come back for game six. You, you have to think so. Uh, we'll see. Houston is a three-point favorite tonight as well. Um, but Westbrook listed as out. So we'll see uh, See what happens. Oh, ESPN yeah. has him as day-to-day. Where are you I'm, reading that? I'm on ESPN as well. It has him as out for game five. So. Westbrook remains day-to-day, D'Antonio said. That's yesterday. I guess he said that. Said he wasn't sure when Westbrook would be able to return. Aren't we all just day-to-day, though? Yeah, I guess that's true, especially this during the midst of a pandemic. Quarantine uh, hell. Yeah. Uh, Houston uh, won, let's see, Houston won uh, game one and two pretty handily by 15 and looks like 13 points. Uh, game three, Oklahoma City won in overtime. Game four, they won by three points. If you believe in the zigzag factor, you, you, I don't know. I, I think the Rockets are the better team. Um, but we'll see. Agreed. It should be. Should be another good one. Could get chippy tonight, which is always fun as well. Uh, Dort versus Dort guarding Harden has been has been pretty entertaining. Dort looks like the kind of guy in a pickup game when you see him come over to check you, you just you know roll your eyes like, oh god, this guy's going to come check me. Uh, he's real stout, strong, kind of built like a fire plug. He really gets under James Harden's skin, um, and that that's made this more interesting. I do think the Rockets are going to win this one, though. I think that the I think they'll probably – they're not going to miss as many threes as they did uh, in game four, and I'm, I, I'm assuming that they're going to come away. Yeah, Rockets got very cold. They started – I think this is – Three? I think they 21? started eight for eight in the second half on threes and then didn't make one down the stretch. Uh, Three for 21 or something like they that. They can go cold. They're, That's the thing when you're – you know, they – And they don't stop shooting. That's the right. other thing. Is if they go cold, it does not prevent – it does not, you know – it does it does not prevent them from – firing away they just keep going at it yeah uh dennis uh, schroeder has been scoring like crazy i think he had 32 in game four um which you know that dude can fill it up when he when he goes for it um him and paul have averaged 55 points combined the last two games um he scored 29 and 30 in his last two games schroeder has so i I, gotta think the rockets find a way to slow him down a little bit but who knows uh, that'll be a good one tonight. Um, like we said, champion, uh, we, gentlemen sweeps in the other two games, and most in all likelihood today, we'll we'll kind of have to check back tomorrow on that. Uh, before we talk about the games on tomorrow, let's talk about the games yesterday. Uh, start quickly with the Clippers and Mavs. Uh, Clippers win by forty three points, one fifty four, one eleven. This game was over. Pretty much midway through the third quarter. Uh, without Porzingis and Luca not being a, you know, it's hard to be a hero the way that that dude has to be a hero, especially on, on what looks like a bad ankle. And he did do so a little bit of limping last night. Uh, Clippers in command there, three games to two. Any thoughts on that game last night? And I mean, I guess we should probably talk about Luca Mania just a little bit too. Yeah. Uh, well, <clears throat> you know, the Porzingis was out. In game three, when da- or sorry, game what was it? Yeah, game game, game four, four. When, yeah. 
when he put the team on his back and he hit the game winner and he was coming off that bad ankle. So I don't know what, maybe this is catching up to him. Maybe this workload, you know, even at at an early age, this kind of workload on a bum ankle is, is finally catching up and he just can't produce. Cause he only had 22 last night. I'm sure he didn't play. I, I'm sure he didn't play he heavy minutes. Cause it was such a blowout. Yeah. LA, the 154 was the third highest scoring playoff game in the history of the league. Um, Dallas is just not very good defensively. Um, they they really have to outscore their opponents, and they do. They're very fun to watch offensively. There's a little bit of uh, there's a little bit of Golden State with the way that they move the ball. They don't move as well physically, move their bodies the way that Golden State did in their heyday. But uh, Luca Luca creates a whole lot of gravity um, offensively, and he can he can really find guys get guys open and they do a good job of swinging the ball and they've got shooters. So they basically need to score 130 a game to beat anybody. And when you give up 154, you don't really have a chance. Uh, so I, yeah, I don't I think know. They, had, you know, they gave up 75 in the first half too. So this, yeah, it was, it was over a hundred and it was over a hundred by the end of the third quarter. It was like, you know, they won out. 101 with three minutes left in the third quarter. Yeah, end like of the that. third quarter was 86, 111. Okay, yeah, that, so that's, that sounds that's a lot right. of points. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm still hopeful <clears throat> that Dallas can take it to seven games, but they, they'd really benefit. Luca would really benefit, and so would Porzingis from a normal playoff series where you got where you're traveling and you got the two or you got two days in between games um, that they typically have at least one or two of those those rest days. Now every game is it's every other day, yeah. so and you don't get the adrenaline of being at home. I mean, like this would be a, a right. home game for the Mavericks, game six. The other thing that I was talking to somebody about yesterday that I thought about for the first time is the officiating has been pretty good throughout the bubble. Uh, the Mavericks, of course, you had the, the questionable tee on Porzingis, two questionable tees really in game one. So Mavericks fans might disagree with you, but you don't have referees being intimidated by home court advantage, at least. Right. Uh, which is... It, it's, which is pretty good <laughs> I don't know like I, I think that's a factor but it might again be a disadvantage for the Mavericks like you think under normal circumstances if you believe in any NBA conspiracies that the NBA is going to want to showcase Luka again you got game six at home the Mavericks might get an extra call or two that they wouldn't get the crowd would be bananas everybody's living Luka mania um, and then you're looking at game seven the pressure shifts back to the Clippers to defend all that stuff that being said I mean you know, I, I see it's going to be tough for the Mavericks, especially without KP, to win two in a row against the Clippers team. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I, in a, you know, in that theory, would you could swing that back to LA? Is that if it's in LA and they're going to they're going to probably get a few more calls game seven? It, maybe it doesn't matter. You know, it wouldn't matter in the long run. But at least as far as if you're a fan and you're a fan of Luca and you like watching it, you you'd want this to go seven. So you'd be in a normal under normal circumstances is a better chance that this is going seven at this point. But nonetheless, it, it other than last night's game has been a pretty it has been a pretty enjoyable series as a fan. Yeah, it's I think very the, the margin through four games is only one point combined. Okay, yeah. So like it's been a very even series, and it is Up chippy until, uh, until last night. Paul George goes for 35 last night, 12 of 18 from the field, 7 for 7 from the free throw line. Uh, I'll just say this. I don't think he was super impactful. He made a bunch of threes in the second half when they were up by 20 or 30. 
Um, yeah, I mean, a, I mean, it's great. It, I suppose that's good for him and his in his self esteem, his confidence. Yeah, he you had know, a weird thirty five. But came out and but had a in, weird speech after the game too. Where yeah, that interview was odd. That interview was kind of cringeworthy. I mean, if you're going to call yourself playoff P, you got to be ready for the playoffs. Here's the quote. I mean, whatever it was, the bubble got the best of me. I was just in a dark place. I wasn't really there. I checked out the past couple games. It was just difficult. Like, you're a professional athlete, and you're you can't. Not only are you a professional athlete, you're getting paid max money. If if this is, I mean, what do you think Kawhi thinks when he hears this? Kawhi, who's just a fucking robot who's destroying people, goes, "You you checked out for two games in the playoffs when we needed you? Like, I I didn't give up the ball for that shit. I didn't. (laughs) I didn't bring you to. I didn't bring you to L.A. for that shit. Yeah, you're the guy I picked. I could have taken any. I could have gone anywhere, and I could have brought any superstar I wanted, and I end up with you. Yeah, I I mean, I agreed. It'd be nice to be inside Kawhi's head for many reasons. There'd be a lot of interesting things going on, but. I think I think if you're him, you just you keep that shit to yourself. Like, I don't. No, no fan of yours wants to hear that. The reason that you played bad is because there's not fans in the stands. No one's playing with fans in the stands. Kawhi isn't. Luca's not playing with fans in the stand. You've been a pro for how long? This is this is Luca's first first playoff series ever, and he's 20 years old. Yeah, no and joke. He's, and he's making you look like. A rotation player. It's just so you, it, very weird last night. And and the other yeah. thing, it seemed like, oh yeah, I, f- I fixed it. I had two bad games, but I'm back. Now you're still only up three two in the series. You know, like wait till you. It's like the the Tracy McGrady talking about getting out of the first round that one time uh, when when his team got up three one and then they ended up losing the series. Like let's uh, let's hold off on this. All you have to say is like, yeah, it was good to get it back. I played well tonight. We got a couple more. You don't have to yeah, say I was in a dark place. I wasn't really there. I checked out. Like who admits that? I, I don't. I don't want to sound like Stephen A. Smith. Like this is something they probably talked about on first take for an hour today. Yeah. But uh, and 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 I'm also probably supposed to talk about how we support mental health and <laughs> and all those things because those are you know important things and that's all real and depression or whatever. But it just seemed it it just seemed like a very w- weird thing to say after a game. Not very becoming of Paul George, no. Yeah, I mean, my could you see Michael Jordan saying this? Could you see Kawhi saying this? I don't. I can't see any superstar saying that. It's the it at that at that point. Like, if you want, if you wanted to admit that after you win the championship, yeah, after the season, after the that's NBA one finals, thing. Then yeah, or Even or in the a series. 30, for thirty or something. Yeah, I I don't think that that right there on the court immediately after the game, as if you've just got this giant weight lifted off your shoulder. No, you still need to win. You still have to win this series. You're the number two seed. The Mavericks are the number seven seed that no one really gave a chance. I mean, I guess they've got a puncher's chance with how good Luka is, but nobody's expecting them to expecting them to win. All right, so Paul George, we, we have questions about him. Many and, questions. You know, the other thing I'll say about Paul George, acting like a conquering hero going for 35 last night, it doesn't look as good when Jamal Murray is just tearing up the entire league, or at least uh, the Denver Nuggets, or at least the Utah Jazz, I should say, because the Nuggets yeah, win last night. Team. That series is now three games to two. Utah leads uh, Denver. Murray, in his last two games, has gone for 50 and 42, and do you know how many turnovers he's he's had? Uh, whopping zero, zero. I believe. He's got as many turnovers as you and I. 
Zero turnovers and 50 points Sunday. Zero turnovers and 42 points Tuesday. Uh, 36 made field goals and 15 assists since his last turnover. This guy can play. This this is the series that we, on Friday, we both predicted would go seven. And there was, uh, I was a little worried there once Utah went up three to one that that might not happen. But uh, thankfully, Jamal Murray uh, came and put the team on his back again. He it, It'll be interesting to watch if he can do this in the second round. Maybe not this year, but if he can do this against a really proven veteran team like the way Luka is doing it to mm-hmm. the Clippers. Not not a proven team, but at least a, with a bunch of proven commodities, the guys that can play defense. Because it doesn't look like uh, you know Utah's got any defensive stopper uh, that, that can really – put the clamps on him he's playing great i just i just kind of wonder if this is uh this is like a first round thing yeah i don't think he can do this two more times is my feeling uh he's already done it he did it in game one and now he's basically done it in two games in a row and what four and five um i don't think he can do it two more times i i just don't and i i'm generally of the opinion that uh donovan mitchell has a better chance to go off. Like I feel like Mitchell could go off at least once uh, the rest of this series and and win. He's been great this series too. Yeah, I, I really he, to he be played honest. 38 minutes, uh, went 11 for 23, four for eight from three, 30 points uh, in game five as well. He's been and it's probably the worst game he's had in the series. Yeah, he he's been he's been so good this series. I I really I haven't watched him extensively, but I remember last year watching him in the playoffs and. A couple of games, he looked super inefficient, really poor decision making. Um, I just, I really wasn't impressed. Uh, but he seems, it seems like he's kind of figured some things out since last year, and he kind of understands how to play in the playoffs, use his teammates when he needs to. Because he had the, he had a fifty point game in which they lost, I believe it might have been game two, and then he comes back the next game and uh, he's dishing the ball to everybody, and they end up blowing out Denver. They end up winning easy. Uh, so he, I I feel like he can put the team on his back almost the same way Jamal Murray can. Mm -hmm. And you know, Jamal Murray's he's, he averaged 18 and a half in the regular season. And and now he's averaging, what is he averaging? He's averaging 35 versus Utah or 20, 27 versus Utah, just Utah regular season and the pro season. And then in the postseason, he's averaging 30.8. That's really impressive. For he's still pretty young too. He's not yeah, very old. This Denver team, man, I, I, they're they're almost too deep. I, like I have a hard time figuring them out. Um, yeah, they're and like, having a hard time figuring themselves out. You know, you almost wonder if they should get rid of two of their good young pieces and go get like one solid older guy or something like that. Like it, it, it you know. And now they've they've worked Porter Junior. in who is the worst defender I've seen in the entire NBA. Uh, really although he was a very impressive plus-minus last night. Uh, Porter Jr. played 34 minutes and was plus 18 and went for 15 points, 5 for 11 from the field. But is just terrible on defense. Just has no uh, idea what he's they, doing. They he don't have a front-court they don't have a front court player that really can play defense. Paul Millsap, Millsap is, 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 I think, over the hill at this point. Yeah, he might have been he might have been a viable defender, you know, in his heyday, but now he's not. And the Joker can't play defense. I mean, how many of these Euro guys have we seen that are super skilled and they're fun to watch, great offensive players, but just defensively they just don't 
they, they just not very tough. They're not they're not going to go up and meet somebody at the rim and yeah. If somebody's if somebody's killing him, like Don, he's not going to go foul Donovan Mitchell hard. He's not going to yeah. Jokic's game and, like, is all based on skill. Like he just doesn't he doesn't have a lot of athleticism. He doesn't get off the floor, no. and no, it's kind of crazy. He's got when your you, vertical leap, dude. Well, thank you. It's kind of crazy when you watch Gobert, who's up there just just meeting people at the rim, and it's kind of amazing how these two dudes are. So different stylistically. So contrasting, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they couldn't possibly be more di- different players. Uh, Gobert's very mechanical. Jok- Jokic is, he's smooth and skilled, uh, and he looks like he's, you know, he's been handling a basketball since he came out of the cradle. And, and Gobert, there's still moments where he looks like he just picked up the game a year or two ago. Uh, still still kind of raw. He's getting better. But he is, um, he's a, he is absolutely a stud on defense. Yes, and yeah, not just meeting people at the rim. Just like he's in the right place, he's long. Like he's he changes changes things there. Uh, yeah, he doesn't. This, well, let's hope this goes seven. I want Denver to Do pull you? this out. Yeah, yes. I, I just I think Utah is gonna win one of these next two games, but I don't know if it's game six or if it's game seven. I mean, I just I feel like Utah ends up advancing here, but I mean, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if if we saw Denver uh, win one more. And and force a force a seventh game. I mean, I would like to see that. Yeah, I'm picking. If I had to put a gun to my head, I'd pick Utah in seven games. That's what I think. They're up three one. It's hard to see them, you know, losing four games, uh, three games straight. But uh, I I can see Denver. I can see at least one more one more game where Jamal Murray puts the team on his back in in the fourth quarter and they take it to seven. Put the team on your back. Yeah. What do we we um, do? We want to touch on Toronto and Boston. That's going to be a good series. I know that's tomorrow. That Does that start, start tomorrow? tomorrow? Let's see. Uh, the games for Thursday. Uh, yes, so we have Denver, Utah at 3 o'clock Central. Boston, Toronto at 5.30. Man, they didn't get any break. I thought they'd get like a little – they'd give both those teams a break since they swept, well, but I guess they're well, just trying they, to move as quick as possible to get people out of the bubble. I, I don't know. They got the – they at least got, what, two, three days? They How must many? have at least gotten one day off, but they didn't play one on, additional they didn't. day off. They don't play Tuesday. They don't play today. Let's see. When did they play? Uh, no, they've had they've had a couple. They didn't play on Monday either. Oh, okay. Eh, well, I guess I was so wrong. They swept on both teams. Swept on Sunday. And I guess and all of these Eastern series are ending pretty quick, assuming Milwaukee gets it done. Um, yeah. All right. So that's Boston, Toronto, and then LA, Dallas will be uh, what could be if necessary. Or I guess that's just Game Six. So that's Thursday night. That'll be fun. Uh, you have any thoughts on Boston, Toronto? I think this will be a good series. Um, Toronto's look great. Both teams look great in the first round. They swept. Uh, we talked about Boston, uh, Toronto on Friday about how they've overachieved, how Nick Nurse is a great defensive coach. Um, they, these are two really good coaches. So this this series should be a really good second round uh, go at it. Brad Stevens knows what he's doing. He's got a lot of talent, talent on the floor. He's got some young guys that are kind of coming in their own. Um, I, I honestly would know to. I, I guess I would pick Toronto if I had to, but I could see, I could still see Boston winning in six games. Uh, I, I don't. I, what I don't see is the game is the series not going more than, uh, not going at least six games. I think it's more likely seven. Uh, I, there's a whole lot of storylines with Toronto. Um, trying to repeat without Kawhi. 
this is, I think this is going to be a great second round series. It might be the best one out of out of all. Of yeah. them. I know a lot. L.A. would play Houston if Houston pulls through, but I would pick L.A. in that series. Um, who would the Clippers? The Clippers, they're going to be playing Denver and Utah. Yeah. Uh, that that would be. I don't. I still think the Clippers would pull away in that one. So this might be the most intriguing second round matchup that we have. Milwaukee, um, Miami being the other one. Uh, which that'd be good. Yeah, it'd be good. All the second round be fun. Are be interesting. But yeah, uh, yeah, I would agree with you. I, I Boston is going to be without Gordon Hayward, so it appears. Um, but he's really like their fourth option. Although he's the kind of guy who gets hot and gets you thirty five and wins you a game in a series like this, you know. And yeah. that's now not an option for Boston. Uh, he he Toronto also is, Toronto's deeper. I mean, they're both very well-coached teams. I, it should be fun. I, I think Toronto is is probably uh, playing a little bit better. Uh, I think Toronto – I think I'd take Toronto in a long series here. Uh, I, I was going to say about Hayward is I he does – I think what he does uh, – he does help the t- team is he sees one of the few guys on the team that will just swing the ball. You've got a bunch of dudes like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum that are – almost entirely uh you know they're so narrow-minded they're so tunnel so much tunnel vision when they got the ball in their hands they're thinking about scoring gordon haywood can actually swing the ball a little bit um and kemba walker still finding his feet i know he had the knee injury so i think toronto looked a little bit better in that series but yeah this i could see i could still see boston winning six i could, I could see this going either way good series i love it all right well that's that's all i got you got anything else you want to talk about? Any other sports news? Uh, no, I got I just getting ready for online school, which is terrible. If you've got kids, uh, you listeners at home, if you've got kids, make sure that they're doing their homework, mm-hmm. make us teachers look good, and, and then we can all get back to normal. Getting really, getting really tired of this. Uh, without <clears throat> until we get a a a cure for this thing uh this is really awful this is not fun i want to we should be sitting down doing this in person with some human interaction so i don't know about you but i mean that part of uh that part of normalcy is i'm definitely missing out on yeah everything's terrible right now (laughs) at least we got hoops that's true uh, thank god without hoops what would we do whitey uh we'd be watching the last dance and talking about it still yeah i don't know i'm sure sure your your old lady would love that oh just so much hoops uh, yeah, you know, unfortunately, the the hoops smorgasbord is pretty much over at this point. We're going to be down after this series ends, basically two games a day instead of four games a day. Which I I still think that might be better for the viewer, though. If if you actually have work to do, I'm going back to work. I just went back to work and trying to watch a game at noon, well, and actually be productive is not. Uh, no, it's impossible. No, nah, and then and, and also the game the games at five thirty eight is when I'm usually the, the middle game. I'm usually out at the golf course. So I got to get out of the house and do something. Uh, so I think this will be, this, this might make the viewing. Uh, I know that it's not as many games and the first round is, is definitely probably the most enjoyable for the viewer. You've got a lot of matchups, uh, a lot more hoops, a lot more basketball altogether. But I think that the second round, I, I still think it's going to be enjoyable. I'm looking forward to it. All right. That's it. We will be back and uh, check out my bookie. MyBookie.ag, use promo code BACKDOOR. Of course, industry standard uh, practices apply there. So, you know, you, you, they will double your deposit bonus. You can't just cash it out the next day. you got to play a little bit, but put some money in. Football season's here. You'll like it. 
Get in on some hoops action in the meantime. MyBookie.ag, proud to present Backdoor Cover. And use promo code Backdoor. Check out mine and Micah. And until next time, Brad is supposedly back tomorrow from his uh, honeymoon, and we're supposed to get a podcast maybe Titan High Friday. So feel the excitement there. And, uh, Ask him how much weight he's gained. Uh, it probably significant. Looks like they're eating all the carbs. That's what he's got to do after the wedding, right? Yeah, uh, they deserve it. They deserve it. All right, fam. Uh, Whitey, until uh, next time, where can the women find you out there? Uh, Coach Spews 6 6 on IG. That's, that's it. His DMs, DMs are, are open. wide open. Until next Appreciate time. Mm, bye bye. Bye bye, Whitey.